0: Hi, this is the new uh, RSS podcast from the Sincere Community Webcasts, RSS podcast. I'm your host and curator, Frank, you can call me Elkanai if you want. Anyway, this episode in particular, and there'll also be a trailer uh, and a bonus section to this podcast, is about one of my public inquiries with the Home Office of the British government, UK government, government UK, and um, public inquiries are founded on establishing and scrutinising things that the government have done wrong. So that's within the public interest. And then after they've finished with The legalities of the public inquiry they will publish a pdf via the national archives that helps to create the publishing of the pdf and then it's available to the public within the public interest as public information for free so it's like free publishing um public inquiries vary they're not always to do with Serious crime, they could be to do with the water company, or they could be to do with education and funding for education, they could be about anything. I have two in particular. One of them is to do with serious crime that's gone on within corruption as well from a local government. So, I'm from Somerset and I live in the Bath. Area where I was born and raised, uh, Bath City, Somerset, England. And my complaint is to do with a previous flat that I rented from the local authority and their social housing developer. And um, I had problems with antisocial neighbours. I was attacked by the police and granted a, com- a like an official complaint uh, within my complaints about the police after being brutalised uh, for no good reason, because I was actually at home in Innocent. And the call log in particular for that incident in 2015 w- wasn't even for my home. I lived in a block of flats. I was renting a one-bedroom flat from the local authority, the council, and the police weren't actually called out to my flat. They were called out to the block to look for a domestic. And they pursued me, they broke into my home, and they split my head open. So I was granted a gross misconduct, (laughs) reference number, uh, it took about six months, I say, uh, or a little bit longer, to actually get justice. I didn't have to appeal the decision, um, and one of the officers in particular was placed on retraining um, via professional standards department. Then, at the beginning of twenty sixteen, my antisocial neighbours um, forced me to report them to the police. I phoned 999, which was then redirected to Avon and Somerset Constabulary. Two officers showed up in a marked vehicle, like a police vehicle, police car, um, and I spoke to the officers. I told them which flats to check, the two in particular, and they did it separately, but one of them didn't leave with the other. The other had to leave without his colleague. And so I ended up chasing it up, exactly what's happened to him. And then that took like well over a year to get professional standards department in Portishead, Bristol, to actually be motivated enough to care about my complaint um it was too late by the time they tried to catch up with me because i'd been illegally evicted via aggravated frauds fraud of court by then um this in particular is me being made to go to county court here in bath uh, bath magistrates court um for two different reasons uh one one of the reasons was an injunction and the second one was for a repossession of my flat although I had an assured tenancy and I hadn't finished my contract and the flat wasn't actually damaged I complained about aggravated fraud if you know what aggravated fraud is aggravated fraud is someone impersonating another person so like my housing officer at the time, um, she has become a missing person. Um, she's also being impersonated by someone without official capacity to represent the local authority in their social housing. My complaints through the courts was rejected like three times and the district judge that was dealing with it he actually ended up withdrawing and didn't show up for the repossession order the injunction got dropped uh i think like within the second month of all my complaints um the police and the local authority like the adult social care at the council uh are on behalf of the social housing department Um, and for the system um, with the assistance of the police because I was complaining where I was interfered with me twice and I was not under arrest because they said that I was mad and wrong (laughs) basically uh, twice they accused me of being mad and wrong about aggravated fraud they interfered with me twice removed me from the flat twice for 24 hours each time and then had to release me back into the community to go back to the flat um as I said like I ended up losing the flat because I didn't even want to stand in that courtroom uh over the likes of aggravated frauds fraud of court Carmen I had officially I had complained about it in 2017 um and everything so I actually didn't show up Judge Goddard, the district judge that had been presiding for months, he he didn't even show up. And then Judge Collins took over on the repossession order. And because I wasn't stood there and Judge Collins didn't really care, uh, they gave me 28 days to get out of the property. And instead of me just like, or sort of like protesting and squatting, if you like, to like Preserve and protect my protected rights within how they none of them did their jobs properly, like and didn't care. I just left the flat, right? Uh, most of my belongings were destroyed by the council. Uh, what I could save, I did save, although since then there's been massive problems. It's been like five years since that. Now, uh, the council has to like, for the Home Office, because I ended up complaining to them just before 2018 and everything about it, and they gave me a public inquiry. That's when Sajid Javid, um, who's from Bristol, uh, was working at the Home Office at the time, and he had been doing housing just before that, um, and him and the legal team and communications team at the Home Office gave me a public inquiry. So it's been ongoing since then. The police forces that are meant to be dealing with it specifically are two headquarters in London. That's the NCA and Action Fraud. Even in Somerset Constabulary can be involved. If anything, they're only good for a warrant if they can just do that properly. However, the last five years, there's been nothing but problems. No accountability on part of the council uh, whatsoever. They won't admit to accountability. I think they committed insurance fraud as well, um, of which they, by all rights, would be defaulting on in penalty. They do have fines from the ICO, though. That's a fact, because the references are mine from the ICO. Even and Somerset Constabulary also have a fine from the ICO for their breaches in GDPR. It just goes on and on. Um, Obviously, like, I'm an orphan, both my parents are dead, my mum being the most recent, like, next-to-kin that died, like, she died, like, just after I was illegally evicted for aggravated fraud, like, and it's fraud of court. Uh, she died in October 2017. Um, and there's probate issues around what the council think they're doing with my mum's, like, probate. And stuff like that, her estate and her will and everything. Cause um I've I've got people in the government at the courts, HMCTS and the home office there like dealing with it. Obviously, Boris Johnson's known about it, because I like made a point of contacting like the Prime Minister and everything. So and obviously, like lots of people know, Arts Council know about it, Nadine Dorries knows about it, lots of people know about it. Theresa May knows about it because she was former Prime Minister at the time. Sajid David knows about it. Pretty Patel knows about it. They all know about it. Um, it's all obviously like, it's all caught up in legalities, which is what's dragging it out at best, at most. Um, and that, and, the kind of like the situation is getting worse. That's the current status. That's the current state of affairs. I'm in temporary accommodation at the moment. The council, as I said, their lack of accountability. They, they've they made so many GDPR breaches and everything, even like the hospital NHS, like down the road, uh, the Royal United Hospital. And that uh, because of the nature of all of it and the amount of times the local authority tried to like send a social worker to interfere, disagree with everything and that uh, I was sort of going back and forth a little bit until AWP NHS down the road ended up with an ICO fine as well. Um, so like it's really on top at the moment um, for all of them that are talking rubbish and this is going to be like a way to update you on everything and what's what. So um, there'll be a trailer and a bonus plus a full length podcast. I've gone on for like 12 minutes. That's the best I can do to fill you in. There has been trespasses to chattels and conversion like since as well in what I have managed to salvage on my property and that um, my material evidence that I've been submitting to the Home Office and the National Archives has been an issue as well. Um, I still have nearly everything plus stuff saved online and everything. The National Archives wanted me to use my social media and create a website and everything. So like... This is all going to like come together, all the media for the publishing and stuff and everything. I get to make my contributions within whatnot. So this is of that. I've had a couple of videos um, referencing it um, to communicate what's what in the last five years. I think the last two videos I made for my YouTube were back in 2019 whilst I was in temporary residence um, in Bristol, St George, although I'm from Bath City. Um, and then the council terminated their obligation with me there and kicked me out because I'm like, still complaining the way I was um, about the nature of the aggravated fraud and how they don't all care and stuff. So, anyhow, that's enough of that. There's going to be two videos that are converted into like audio. Check it out.